Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. focus here deliberately on his mercy and his love and his grace and his acceptance but we can't forget who he is we can't forget this part we have to know this is who he is John describes him in the book of the Revelation as the warrior king who is returning soon Revelation 19 12 says his eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. In today's message, Pastor Robert will remind you that people can often focus on the nice parts of God. People can focus on his love, grace, and kindness, but several passages in scripture depict him as a warrior king. Another passage of scripture describes the Lord's eyes as a flame of fire and upon his head, a crown with a name known only to him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. You've come to Mount Zion and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. You've come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks of better things than that of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Genesis tells us the blood of Abel cried out to God from the ground. Genesis 4.10. Now Hebrews tells us that the blood of Jesus cries out as well. But it has better things to say. I love that. You know, there's so much imagery in these verses but the bottom line is this the holiness of almighty god is not something to fool around with it's not something to trifle with you know i'm so grateful that you know we we have such a such an informal family approach to worship here and the reason that we do, that one of the things that first impacted me as a Christian, you know, in a powerful way, when I was a kid growing up in, in, uh, in church in Georgia, you know, you didn't, you didn't dress like this for church. No, 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 no. You had to get up and put on the monkey suit with the whole thing, choke yourself, you know, going there with a little bow tie, you know. And, and everything was rigid and formal and there were rules and 
And then when I became a Christian in my mid-20s, I was looking for a church, and I visited several, and I walked in, there was this little tiny church that on Sunday mornings it, it met in a radio station building. And I walked in, and as soon as I walked in the front door, the, the pastor was there. He greeted me, wrapped me in a big hug, introduced himself, and said, let me get you a cup of coffee. You drink coffee? Let me get you a cup of coffee. Like, yeah, I love coffee. I'll take a cup of coffee. So he, he gives me a cup of coffee, and we're standing there, and, and then it's, it's time for the service to start. You know, we're going to walk into the, the sanctuary, you know, the room they had set up for church and everything. And I'm like, what, what, do, I, you know, what do I do with the coffee? He's like, I'll bring it with you. You, you can bring, and I'm like, in church? I'm not going to die? Bring coffee in church? And he laughed. He said, yeah, it's fine. We're all family. And that grabbed me down deep. And I knew, it's like, okay, this is home. This is home. And I stayed there because of that. The Bible tells us that our Father wants us to gather together with Him. Here's the other thing, so important. Don't ever forget who He is. You see what I mean? That's the message of this part of Hebrews chapter 12. We think of Jesus as the baby in the manger scene, you know, and the, the suffering Messiah hanging on the cross, bleeding humiliated, suffering for us. He's also the holy God who spoke in the fire and the blackness and the darkness, the tempest, sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. See, we don't talk about him that much, right? We focus here deliberately on his mercy and his love and his grace and his acceptance, but we can't forget who he is. We can't forget this part. We have to know this is who he is. John describes him in the book of the Revelation as the warrior king who is returning soon. Revelation 19.12 says his eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has a name on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. can't forget who he is. You see, Hebrews 12.25 warns us, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on the earth, how much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven? It tells us that the blood of Jesus Christ cries out today. Crying out to you who need to come and be forgiven. You who need to come and be transformed. You need to come and and be cleansed from your sin. In Acts chapter 17, 
We're given the account of when the Apostle Paul was in Athens. He was there among all the philosophers. He was, you know, all the, the great thinkers of Athens in his day. And do you understand that, that it was no different then? Sometimes we think, you know, today we're, we're, you know, we're so smart and, and, you know, we're all so well-educated and sophisticated. We've got it all figured out. Well, they thought the same thing. And they had most of the same ideas that people have today. Maybe not quite as fully developed, but... He pointed out to them there on Mars Hill in Athens. He's like, you've got altars to everybody. You've got an altar to this God, an altar to that God. You've got an altar to somebody else. And we do the same thing here. We make it up as we go along. We human beings. We take a little from this philosophy, a little from that religion, a little, you know, a few of these concepts, and we blend it all together and we make something up and to try to give ourselves peace. And so he writes here in Acts 17, 24, God who made the world and everything in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is He worshipped with men's hands as though He needed anything, since He gives to all life, breath, and all things. And He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord." in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for since we're also his offspring, therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art or man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. You see, the same one who spoke from Mount Zion calls you to turn to him today and receive his love and his forgiveness and allow him to do the work that only he can do inside you. One day, He's going to stand as judge. And those who have rejected His generous offer of forgiveness and grace and recreation, that's what He offers to recreate those He created. Those who, who are now flawed and imperfect. But He says, if, if you say no to that, then I'll be your judge. We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again, but in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the, well, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry and we, we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. 
Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. 